cared for us. You still loved us when we didn't have anything to reciprocate in our love toward you. You still loved us. God, for that, we're thankful today. Thankful. Glory to God. We give you praise today. We give you glory today. We give you honor today. You've been so good to me. Been so good to me. You've been so good to me. I've just got to thank. Come on, think about it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just want to thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him the ovation of the morning. Today in the presence of the Lord. As I said, it's good to have True Hope with us today. And <clears throat> good to have Pastor Greg and Pastor Becky, and the leaders, the visionary of this ministry, and it's a joy for one life to be connected to it and be able to be a small part of it. And seeing the lives changed. I love watching the people that others have counted out and be able to hear the gospel. Their lives begin to be transformed and changed. Amen. And just see the change that takes place in their lives. It's worth it all. Amen. It's worth it all. You're going to hear from them today. It's better told from them than it is me or Pastor Greg. But today we're going to just share a few Today, I don't know, I told Pastor Greg whatever he feels directed, but we're going to hear some of the testimonies and stories today of lives that have been changed. Uh, and that's what it's all about, Amen. lives being changed. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> There's a lot of places you can go, a lot of things that you can do, and it just, uh, today, it, they, they will train you and teach you how to deal with your issues and your problems so that you can justify them so you don't feel bad about them. How many know that you can't counsel, counsel sin out? You got to deal with it. Amen. And uh, I'm thankful today that we still have a God that is able to save us from our sins. Cast them as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against us any longer. Write our names in the Lamb's book of life. We become a partaker of his divine nature. We're complete in him. We're chosen in him. We're called in him. We're predestined in him. Amen. And so whenever he finishes with us, we are a new creation. 
old things have passed away and all things have become new. Amen. So we're thankful for that today. We're thankful today that the old Adam dies, that as man that was in Adam dies and the man that is in Christ resurrects so that we can have a blessed hope for tomorrow. Praise God. Amen. So Pastor Greg, if you would come today and just share with us today and whoever, however you've felt directed, let's give Pastor Greg a good God bless you this morning. Hallelujah. I was uh, sitting there thinking and thinking during worship. You can disciple people. You can teach them the word. You can train them up and bring them through a 12-month program. Teach them everything that you know to do. Disciple them in everything that you possibly could disciple them in. Because the word, we know the word never returns void. So no matter where the word goes forth, it's going to change. Something's going to take place in your life. I don't care who you are. You can be the worst atheist in the world, but when the word goes forth and you hear it, it, it does something to you. It, it changes. It makes a difference. But I got to thinking... We can do all those things. We can give you all the discipleship materials we can give you and bring you through them. And you can complete everything that is required of you as a student or as a man or woman of God at a church. And the pastor can preach to you every week and teach you and give you every, all the tools that you need to be a woman or a man of God. But without the presence of God in your life and surrounded with his presence, then it's probably going to go meaningless. We need the anointing and the power of God's presence. Pastor's been preaching on that for the last few weeks on people of presence. I, I, matter of fact, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I required my... What, I, what worship songs? The chain breaker. He's the chain breaker today. He's the one that transforms our lives. So I don't know what you, some, what you came with today, but you don't have to leave with it. If you, come, if you came in this place today with a burden, you need to leave the burden today when we have this altar called a day at the altar. And if you leave with it, it's your fault because, see, God's already paid the price. He sent His Son over 2,000 years ago to die on the cross of Calvary that we might have life and have life more abundantly. The blood has been shed to wash your sins away. But each one of us in this building today, and who's going to be listening to this podcast later on, you have to make a choice to whether you're going to serve the Lord Jesus Christ or not. Just like you have a choice to leave that burden of the, of your, that's in your life today at the, at the altar today before you leave. And to allow God to come into your life and to transform you and to heal you of that physical ailment because, see, the price has already been paid. Jesus said, I've already overcome the world. I've already brought the victory. All you got to do is step into it and accept it. Miss Christie, come up here with me. I want to start this day out with testimonies with Miss Christie. 
Miss Christie's not the baby of the program. She's the senior of seniors in the program today. And if the Lord's willing, and as my grandma used to say, as the creeks don't rise, she's going to graduate here in a few weeks. You know, you know, we can, I can bring these gentlemen and these ladies through a 12-month program and graduate them at 12 months and say, okay, you've done it, see you later. No, but that's not what we're about. We're about the changing power of Jesus Christ. We're about teaching and training these ladies and men in the Word of God to live according to what this book says because when they graduate I want them to go out and walk out from True Hope Ministries with that certificate and go out and live a righteous and holy life and apply this word to the life and to be successful when they walk out the doors it's not about graduating people it's not about having these how many graduates and these numbers it's about a changed life it's about a relationship with Jesus Christ That's what it's about. And so, uh, and she's learned that. And, but the thing about it is, she stayed and she stuck it out. And she stayed focused. See, that's where God gets the glory, when you allow God to, tra- to change your life and allow God to handle your circumstances and your situations. But what I want you to do today, and I want you to share a little bit of your testimony and what the Lord's done in your life. Well, um, she'll be on note cards. Um, I have been at True Hope for 14 and a half months. Woo! Woo! <laughs> um, the Lord has radically changed my life. I came in, uh, I've been in church my whole life. I knew who the Lord was, but I did not have a personal relationship with him. Um, I was saved when I was young and um, fell away from the Lord. I fell into my addiction at 34 years old, and I lived in it for 10 years, and it cost me everything. Um, I turned to alcohol to feel numb. I didn't want to think about anything. I didn't want to deal with anything, and little by little, um, I let it take everything that was important to me. I lost my family. I lost uh, marriage. My daughter moved in with my mom. And um, I ended up, uh, 10 years into my addiction, I ended up homeless at the end and slept on a piece of cardboard in front of a bank uh, for four and a half months. And that was my bottom. Um, I reached out to the Lord. I reached out to a friend of mine that I had known uh, in church like 20 years before. And she told me about True Hope. And a lady that I've never met to this day uh, paid $70 for me to ride a five and a half hour bus trip to Opelika. And I did, and the Lord has changed my life. I left uh, Mobile, um, it's where I'm from, I left Mobile. Uh, my mom was on life support, and um, I went in and said my goodbyes, not knowing if I would see her or not. But the Lord has healed her. Um, the Lord has done a miracle she could not walk around she had been Been here she uh, had a trach put in she went back in the hospital 
They told her that it was permanent, and I had the ladies in the house start praying, and um, I know that they touched the throne room of God. Uh, it was within a few days my daughter called and told me that the trach had been removed, and um, she's never had the trach back in. She was going to the beach three days a week. She was out in the yard digging up flowers, and, I, and I'm like, Mama, what's wrong? She said, I just feel like my young self, and she's not sick at all. So um, since I've been here, I can tell you miracle after miracle. Um, God has provided medical needs for me. Um, a prosthesis that I wear uh, from a car wreck that happened when I was 15 years old. I needed for nine years when I got here. And within what was supposed to take months, um, God provided it within a couple weeks, $30,000. <laughs> but most importantly, he has done a miracle. In my life, he has changed my heart. Um, the only thing is that the rest of my life, and I promised him when I reached out to him on that piece of cardboard night, if he'll provide me a way out. I'm staying on with True Hope when I graduate, and I'm excited about. <laughs> I'm excited about seeing the changes in the men and women's lives. Um, just the ones that have come in after me since I've been here. Um, the Lord is working, and that's what it's about when we're out fundraising and the lives that are changed and the difference that's made. And the testimony goes forth to plant a seed. And the Lord said if we plant a seed, that he'll water it. And we just have to do what, we're, what he calls us to do. Amen. <laughs> wow. Hallelujah. Come here, Miss Kayla. Hey guys, um, I'm Kayla. Uh, I came from Arkansas to be in the program in Alabama. Um, when I got here, they asked me, "Would you want to? Would you be willing to go to West Virginia uh, to be in the program?" And of course, at the time, I lied, and I mean, I said yes, I would be willing to do that. And uh, they told me it was really happening, and I was going to come to West Virginia, and I threw a fit, and I wanted to go home. I was done with it. Satan was trying to use everything that he could use to um, keep me from my salvation and my freedom. Um, once I got here, I fell in love with it, and now I cry every time they come up here without me. And uh, I just, I love it here. I love it here, and um, I'm really grateful for True Hope Ministries. Um, I came in very angry. I lived um, a life full of violence um, from the time that I was born. Um, I was a violent person. Um, everyone in my life was violent towards me, um, mentally, physically, um, all of it. It was just chaos. And uh, God has really uh, worked in my life because uh, he has given me um, such freedom from all of that. Um, I, I'm finding my identity in Christ. That um, I am, uh, yeah, I'm strong in the Lord. Um, Jesus is my backbone. Um, the Holy Spirit has uh, 
come to live inside of me. Um, I've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, and uh, it's just an amazing thing. I mean, I just showed up here just pitiful, just really close to death, and God has really, really brought me to life. Uh, uh, it's just an amazing thing. Uh, I brought my daughter with me. She's 10 years old. Her name's Delilah. She's awesome. Uh, we've both just really grown a lot. I can't express enough how thankful I am uh, for True Hope Ministries, that God uses this program in, in, such, a, in such a way that I, I just can't even fathom it. He's really, really done a work in my life. <laughs> I'm complete and I'm whole. And I'm strong in the Lord and I'm dignified in the Lord. And I have a freedom and I have a love from the Holy Ghost that I want everybody to feel and I want everybody to know. And I just want everyone else to feel the same love that I feel from, from God. And I'm just really thankful to be here. Um, Delilah, do I have permission to share with people what happened to you last Sunday night? Um, last Sunday night in the church in Alabama at Lakeside, Lakeside Church of God, uh, Kent was preaching. And uh, right in the middle of his message, the power went out. Everything went black and the emergency lights came on. And Kent never missed a beat. Kept on going. It was a powerful, it was a powerful time. God was moving. Uh, we all came down to the altar and we were in different ones were praying and Mr. Lyle was down there praying and on her knees and her Nana, Miss Amberth, Kayla's mom, and I'll share with that a little bit more about that in a minute, but she was down there praying and and they got home and she said, Nana, 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 you Something really, I just felt the presence of God now. Something really weird. I was praying, and all of a sudden, I started praying in Japanese and Chinese. And God baptized her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Nobody laid hands on her. Nobody went up there and explained anything to her. The power of God hit her, and she was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So, you know, there's something about the presence of God. And when he touches somebody or something, it transforms it. And, um, and Kayla said that, her, brought her daughter with her, uh, I'd like for all the staff and True Hope Ministry staff to stand, if you would, please. Uh, we, we couldn't do it without these ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Miss Amber is, Ms., is Kayla's uh, mother. Uh, Miss Delada's nana. Uh, Delada lives with her grandmother while her daughter is going through True Hope. And, uh, and so... Uh, thank you. Be seated. Uh, but I couldn't do this without these ladies and gentlemen. Them helping and being called. Because see, this type of ministry, you have to be called by God to do what we do. Okay? 
Because basically these ladies and these gentlemen live with these ladies, these students daily. They're around them daily. Some of them around the clock at, some at times. And so they're there with them all the time, seeing God transform their lives. So they're sacrificing to be, and be, to be here on staff at True Hope Ministries because God has got great things in store even in the future of this ministry. Uh, because, see, we've just begun here in West Virginia. I, uh, before we came up here to West Virginia, uh, God had been opening up a door in Arkansas. There's a house in Arkansas that's setting empty that uh, a gentleman bought that house because he wanted us to come and start a true ministries in, this, in, in the town in Arkansas. There's a lady and a person from uh, South Carolina that called us and said, hey, what, what do you need to start a ministry in South Carolina? And said, well, we need a house. But as we were leaning towards South Carolina, uh, again, me and, me and Pastor Brian have been knowing each other for several years, and we've been in contact with one another. Of course, long story short, here we are. And... Uh, Instead of going anywhere else, we came up here because this is where God was leading us to do, to come and start True Hope Ministries. And uh, it's, uh, it's a privilege to be here. It's a privilege to be a part of this of One Life Church. And, uh, and we're very grateful and thankful for you as a congregation and as your pastor and his wife and family who are just, you know, what can I say? You can't find a better person, better people. I'm very blessed to have him as a, as a pastor, as a friend, a friend in ministry, as a brother in the Lord. I'm very blessed. And I love you and your family very much. And uh, I'm grateful. We're just grateful to be here. Um, Come here, Brother Brian. Woo! Well, share a little bit with these folks <clears throat> what God's doing in your life. Well, God's good. <laughs> um, well, he's definitely worked a lot of ways differently in my life. Um, just not too long ago, um, I was at war with God. Um, I've seen all the evil this world had to offer, and through it all, he 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 still was there. <laughs> um, I've I've been to places you couldn't imagine. Um, been to jails, prisons. Um, I've been homeless, um, and the whole time he was there. He was there. He was in my heart the whole time. I was just at war with him. And, uh, you know, it, it's an indescribable feeling, but I, he filled my heart with peace, love, um, forgiveness. Um, when I first came here, I was real skeptical. Um, but that went away really quick. Um, and I definitely stand before you right now, a new creation. 
I owe Pastor Dre, my sister, who um, is on the staff, and she came to Ohio, where I'm from, and said, I'm not leaving without you. And uh, I drove 12 hours in a car not knowing anything besides I'm in God's hands. So I owe thanks to him, to my sister, Pastor Gray, Miss Becky, my brother's here, my sister's here. And um, I, that's, I mean, that's all I can really say. I give thanks every day. You know, um, I, was, <laughs> I don't really want to get into it too much because I don't want to cry. <laughs> but um, like I said, I've seen unimaginable things and through it all, God's been there the whole time and I felt him in my heart. And first thing Brother Kent told me when he prayed for me was, you know, God's got a calling on your life. And now I know that and I'm confident in it. I thank all you beautiful people. And uh, like I said, when I came up here, God is good all the time. And he's always on time. This is Chris. Tell the people when, how long you've been here. I've been here. Today is my sixth day. Well, I want you to share with these folks where you're from and, and share a little bit about just how briefly how you got here. All that. Well, I'm from right here in Hurricane. <laughs> I grew up in Mingo County. I've always uh, bounced back and forth, but. I've been here six days, and I tell you, boy, do I feel delivered. Woo! I've lived a life of destruction myself and a life of, uh, well, it's just been awful. And I feel delivered since I've been here because I feel free. I feel like I have a family that loves me. Yeah. Jesus, he's, uh, like Brother Clint was telling me, he's a... Uh, the solution to all of our problems. And we need to focus on the solution and not the problem. And here at True Hope, they teach us that. And already within, uh, well, six days, I know I got a home. And it feels awesome. I would like to give a quick testimony while I'm standing here. In 2016, I had an accident and got some chemicals in my eyes. Well, I was blind for a week, well, for six days. And on the seventh day, uh, well, they came in and gave me my food. And I was just depressed because, well, when you can't see and you've seen your whole life, you get depressed real quick when you get blind. Well, when they came in and gave me my tray at lunchtime, I rolled over and all of a sudden I could see again. Just out of one eye. I can see and I can see that Jesus loves me and I love him very much. So I would like to thank you all for helping me. Praise Jesus and God bless True Hope and this congregation. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah.
Praise God. You know, it, it just, it never gets old, Pastor Brian. You know, I think about how long I've been doing it, doing this type of ministry, and it's just like it never gets old when you hear somebody share what God has done for them. It's just powerful. Come over here, Mr. Chester. I was going to put you on the spot, too. The reason I say put them on the spot because they're young. They haven't been here very long. And uh, share just a little bit about what God's done for you. Yes, sir. Um, uh, starting from one, uh, my mom left me for drugs, and my dad was abusive, so I bounced around from foster home to foster home. I was eight, and then I turned away from God. Uh, you know, I blamed him for everything, and blamed everyone, and then. Yeah, I just went downhill, started using drugs, and it just got worse and worse. And then I turned 18, not too long ago. I bounced in and out of jail. And then this last, not too long ago, maybe four or five weeks ago, I was sitting in jail. And I was clean at the time, and you know, they gave me an opportunity to come to this program. I said, said yes at first, and I changed my mind. I said, I'd rather do my time. Next morning, I started having seizures nonstop. And then I, you know, I thought to myself, my life flashed before my eyes. All I could see was death or jail. And I really just thought all the times I came close to death. And, you know, I decided right then I wanted to change my life. And from there, the seizures stopped. I said I wanted to go to True Hope. And here I am. I've almost been in here three weeks. And it's been so great. I can't even explain how great it's been. It's really changed my life already. It's changing every day. And the brothers and sisters I have here, it's been so great. Brother Clint, everybody here has been so great. It's, I feel like home. It feels like home, and it is home. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's been, I can't, it's, it's been so amazing. You know, I've learned from everyone and anyone, and, just getting my life better and better feels amazing, yeah. and it feels great to be here, and it's great to have you all. Great to have you, man. All right, Miss Regina, come here. True Hope now going on nine months. Um, this is my second time. I came here last year and I was here nine days. Uh, I'll never forget Miss Becky. She rode me around in her car for about an hour begging me to stay. Literally, y'all, not just saying, why don't you stay, but saying you need to stay, begging me. Never had nobody. I've begged so many people in my lifetime for something, but I've never had nobody to beg me to stay in their life. I can't. I can't tell you every word that she said, but I'm gonna tell you her love, Pastor Greg's love that they have for us. We're not looked at looked at as dollar signs. We're looked at as humans, and I don't know if, how. All my brothers and my sisters have been looked at in their lifetime, but I've never been looked at as a human before in my life. 
but by God's grace and mercy today, I am a human. I am a daughter of the one true king. I am capable of doing whatever he says before me because I am his child. He does not call the equipped. He equips the called. And I am called today as a daughter of the one true king. When I walked into this program, I couldn't look at nobody. This is how I look. I looked at the ground. I see more of my, I tell you what, I'm a big girl, but I can tell you exactly what every, every toe looks like. <laughs> because I've stared at them a long time in my life, y'all. But to look out here and look at everybody, I can look at everybody in their face today. And I can say thank y'all for who you are and what you are. Because y'all are, are sons of the one true king. These beautiful ladies here are daughters of the one true king. And all of y'all are, are beautiful creations. There was a lady in the Bible and she had been walking around bent over. This is how she walked all the time. Until Jesus showed up. rebuked the spirit of infirmity and immediately she stood up straight. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we serve an awesome God. Don't ever take for granted the things of the Lord. And uh, God is always in control if you allow him to be the Lord of your life. See, the thing about God is that God never leaves us nor forsakes us. It may not happen or transpire the way that you want it to do and when you want it to happen. But it's always on time and it's always a perfect solution that God brings. But what... But we have to surrender everything over to him and lay it within his hands and let him be, take over and have control of every, every circumstance and every situation within our lives. And let him work, work it out for us. And uh, come here, Miss Debbie. I know you're, you're going, she's not going to call on me. I know she's not going to call on me, please. I had a cheat sheet, but I don't need it. Um, my name is Debbie, and um, I'm from Arkansas also. Um, I was in an accident when I was 35 years old. I'm actually one of the oldest ones here right now, 49. Um, but I had a car accident. Someone hit me head on. Um, I had never done any drugs or drank or anything. I was a really good girl during school. Uh, I was never around any of that stuff. I had a great childhood, great parents. Uh, anyway, in the car wreck, um, I broke every bone from my waist down, and I was in a wheelchair for a year. And um, the doctors gave me medication for pain, of course, and for anxiety, even for sleep, for anything you can imagine. And I got highly addicted to everything that they gave me. I had five different doctors giving me stuff left and right. Um, I ended up losing everything I had. I had a career working with mentally disabled children and lost that. I lost my husband. 
I lost my children, I lost my home, my car, I lost everything, my friends. No one trusted me, no one wanted to be around me. Um, so I went into another program similar to this called Teen Challenge, I don't know if you don't know that. Um, but I went into there and um, I was there for 11 months. Um, the enemy fought me the whole entire time I was there. I went through the motions, I did my schoolwork, I tried to act like I was supposed to, I did get in trouble some. Um, but um, my 11th month in Teen Challenge, I walked out the door and thought I had it all under control. And I did pretty good for a while. Um, I did gain some things back when I got out in the outside world again. Uh, but then I had another surgery and um, I ended up relapsing again. And this time was worse than ever. Um, once again, any trust that I had gained, I had lost, and everyone was just so sick of me and tired of dealing with, just dealing with me, period. I had no one to turn to. Uh, Miss Amber, I knew her from Teen Challenge, and um, she had been trying to get me in a program for a year, and I kept fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And I just thought, I don't want to go by any rules. I don't want people telling me when to go to the bathroom. I don't want to ask to throw paper away. I'm old. I don't want to do that. I want to watch TV. Um, so anyway, um, it just got so bad, my mom just finally said, you have nowhere to go. You have to do something. So I prayed about it. And on July 4th, I called Miss Haley, who's the intake coordinator here. And I talked to Miss Amber and talked to Miss Becky. And um, they got me in on July 8th. I came into the program. And um, when I came in, I didn't really realize how bad I was. I had a, one of my sisters tell me the other day, she said, when you sat at the table, the whole table shook. I'm shaking now, I guess, <laughs> but not, but she said that I couldn't sit still, and I knew in bed I was just, I was still withdrawing from everything, and I would just lay in that bunk bed at night and just think, what have I done? I'm back here in this, in this again, and I just don't know what to do, and I would just talk to God, and um, I did get in some trouble the first couple of months I was here. I did some things that I thought I should do that I shouldn't do, and during my discipline, um, Instead of getting mad and throwing things around and pouting and all that, I just started praying. I'd clean vans and I'd pray. I'd wash dishes and I'd pray. I love to wash dishes now. I beg to wash dishes. <laughs> um, but God talked to me and um, I just started surrendering everything. And I just, I mean, it's, I'm so different than I was before. Uh, I learned something every day. And there's such encouragement and such love here. And there's a peace here that... I've just never had before, and I get up every morning. I used to wake up, and I would wake up, and I'd just think, I wish I would have just died during the night. I remember thinking that so many mornings, and now I wake up, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm here, and I'm excited, and uh, I bounce around, and everybody's like, oh, in the morning, so hey, you know, um, but I'm just, I'm thankful for everyone here, and, and there's such encouragement, and and God has been so great, and I don't know what he has in store for me, but I know that it's going to be awesome, and I'm so excited about finding out what it is. So, anyway, thank you. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Jesus. God is good.
My name's Nikki. I'm 34. I'm from Northwest Tennessee. Um, I've got three daughters. Uh, uh, looking back over my life, I started at a very early age um, chasing after something, you know, um, trying to fill a void that only God can fill. And I can see uh, time after time where God was chasing after me and I was running. Um, I knew about God. I didn't have a relationship with him. Um, at the age of 11, I was completely baptized in the Holy Ghost. Um, I, something, an experience I'll never forget. So I know, I knew how real he was. Um, at 12 years old, as early as 12, I was uh, drinking. I was doing drugs. I was dating guys that were 15 years older than I was. Uh, just... Uh, broken and and just steadily you know going deeper into things um at the age of uh 19 i was completely hooked to i was a i was a cocaine addict at 19 years old at the age of 21 my first husband introduced me to meth and uh for seven years i battled with it um i lost my marriage i lost everything that i had um Two of my daughters, I lost custody to two, two of them. Um, and instead of running to God at that time, I just went even deeper because, I, you know, I wanted to be a good mother, and I am a good mother. And uh, so my sister and I, my sister Shannon actually was under Pastor Greg and Miss Becky in Teen Challenge, and God delivered her and set her free. But at the time, we were both at the bottom of the pit together with nothing. We'd lost everything. And uh, I was looking, I called on a friend, actually a, a relative that I knew was a Christian that was close to God. Because at that time I knew I needed God. It was either my grave, to the grave, or turn to God. So I turned to God. Um, I, well, I turned to my relative. Uh, and they were very good friends with a lady that was, um, her son had just graduated Teen Challenge. So I've uh, been talking with her, and she was encouraging me, and I just couldn't think about leaving for a year, you know, so on and so on. And uh, the whole time, my sister's like, just go to a 30-day. Just go do something, you know. And turned out she wound up going to Teen Challenge because of all the research I was doing. And it was like the success rate was so high, you know, because God's in it. And so um, she was reading the testimonies and everything. We were researching together, and here she took a step. Well, that was the last thing I had. I was really holding on to her. And then, uh, so, at that point, I finally made the step to go. Um, I didn't stay very long. Some things happened. and uh, But I did go to a three-month recovery program that's faith-based, but nothing like this. Um, I stayed steady with the Lord. I developed a relationship with Him. He uh, delivered me from drugs and everything. I got my girls back. I got my children back. I went two years without seeing them. It was the hardest time of my life. Uh, but when they saw me again, I was a new creation. I was a brand new person. They didn't recognize me. And uh, it was awesome. So uh, then my second husband I married uh, introduced me to uh, another form of using that I had always said that I would never go down that path. I always looked down on other people that did it. And um, I just couldn't imagine or picture myself ever doing it. But I did. And in a matter of a few months, I was... Uh, lower at the lowest point in my life lower than I ever could have dreamed and uh, and I literally had nothing I couldn't I, I went from 
I got to see from going from light back into dark, just how dark and scary it is. Um, death was on my heels, literally. Um, and so, once again, I, I went off to a place. I only went for a couple of weeks because I was like, I know what works. God works. And I, you know, I, got, I went and, you know, reconciled back to the Father. And uh, I did Bible studies all through the week and stayed close to God. Um, you know, he was rebuilding my life. This was back last year um, at a very fast pace, you know. I um, had to cut all ties with all the old, including, you know, I went through another horrible divorce. Uh, and as he was rebuilding me, I had a, a business. I had, I was working a full-time job um, building transmissions. I had um, a nice five-bedroom house, um, my children, everything. And um, six months I had gone by and I got a phone call. And uh, it was my ex-husband. And as fast as I knew I needed to shut the door the very next day, it was so quick. It was so quick, like that familiar spirit. Uh, I wasn't as rooted and grounded as I thought I was. And so uh, I relapsed again the next day. Um, and then I quickly tried, you know, I repented. I ran to my pastor. I've got two pastors. I do Bible study and then my home pastor. And I was telling him and his wife, look, I've made a mistake. I've made, you know, I've done, I've relapsed. I need help. I need Jesus. You know, please pray for me. Well, uh, it was the strongest spiritual war that I've ever been in. Like the darkness, like when the word says that the house has been swept and clean. And then they bring, you know, the, the demonic force that comes at you. Uh, they bring seven more with them. It was literally like that. Um, I couldn't see. It was like I was in a fog. I couldn't see at all. Uh, the, the small compromise that I made was such a huge impact. I mean, I was flooded with darkness. Uh, and once again, it was a matter of like a month this past time, this past April. In a matter of about a month, I was worse off than the seven years or plus that I did it before. Uh, and it was scary. It was real scary. Uh, my um, my last like few days at home, I literally like uh, I was scared for my life. I, I, I was inches from death. I know that I was. Um, I was you know putting poison in my veins and everything. Again, I was secluded. I was alone. My children had been taken away again. Um, and the, the accuser was constantly coming at me and I was just, it was so much dark closing in on me and, and I knew once again I'm, I'm about to die and uh, my sister was like you need to go to True Hope she, uh, she was like you know, you look like death and I did, I looked like death uh, and so I took her word because she's Holy Spirit filled and everything, she's close to God and if it hadn't been for her prayers and the other people in my family God bless their souls because I know that they were scared to death that I was, they were going to lose me. Um, so I, I called and spoke with Miss Becky and Miss Haley. And um, within a week, I was here at True Hope. I, I let everything, all my house go. I packed everything up as much as I could, and my family took the rest to storage. And um, I was on my way. A, a couple of weeks after being here, Miss Becky was doing a chapel service, and which are awesome, by the way. Um, uh, she was talking about God literally snatched some of you up by the collar 
and brought you here. Picked you up out of the pit and brought you here. You were so close to death you could smell the smoke. And literally, what she didn't know is I had just been discussing with another student about how uh, my last couple days at home, I, I could smell smoke. I've never in my life experienced it before. But I was alone and a spirit of terror and fear came in. I froze in fear. I couldn't even leave my house. I'd have somebody come get me out of that house. But uh, it was crazy because she, she quoted exactly what I had went through. But uh, after getting here, um, I, I knew that I was in God's hands. And I knew that, uh, that I just had to, I literally was fleeing for my life when I came here. And it was like a safe haven. And I came, I showed up, and I was welcomed with love. And the peace of God started just, you know, washing over me. Um, I have experienced freedom. I started experiencing freedom from the get-go. From the minute I walked through the doors, I came in with, um, uh, hadn't slept in four days. And I I slept like a baby. I was nurtured and and fed not only good at the table (laughs) every day, but with the Word of God. And the Word of God is really what sets us free. And um, I, I'm so blessed to know that the, uh, that the, the Holy Spirit rules and reigns in this program. And that the, that the Word of God, we're not just another number. We're not just in a program, but they are, you know, they're feeding us. It's rich with the Word of God. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just amazed. And, and the Lord spoke to my sister as I came, and she said that he told her, that he was giving me such a grace to do this. And it has been such a grace. Like, I'm amazed. And I know that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And and I'm just, you know, things are falling off of me. You know, he's been setting me free. There was, um, I, I was having nightmares every night. Um, and I shared with Brother Kent one day. I was like, Brother Kent, what do you know about soul ties? Because I could just, I knew in my spirit it was something with soul ties. And he was like, you probably need to get rid of something. So I did. I got, rid, I got rid of my blanket I was sleeping on. Ever since, I've not had another nightmare. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, but Holy Spirit is leading and I mean, just the growth, just the growth since I've been here. And now I'm on fire. I'm on fire. I'm hungry for God. I'm hungry to save souls um, and, and do what Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, to go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And um, it's just awesome. It's awesome to go out on fundraisers and be able to spread the word of God and to give hope to others that has been given to me. And I'm so thankful and so grateful, and my family is too, for Pastor Greg and Miss Becky. Um, the tools that, um, that this ministry and this program is in God's hands, um, the power of God that's in this program, and, and the washing of the word. And, and every day it blows my mind while I'm just looking around and I'm seeing God set all these women free. I'm seeing, like, anger just fall off. You know, I've watched people come in throwing fits and tantrums and, and just seeing the transformation is awesome and the change. And I love it. And I'm so thankful for you guys. I'm thankful. It literally, this program, God used this program to save my life um, and to set me free. And I know that this is just a launching pad. To, to propel me into my destiny. Yes. Praise the Lord. Wow. It's, um, it's just amazing. 
Um, we had a um, one of our longtime friends and who we were able to minister to uh, years ago. Her and her mentor came and did a chapel service. Uh, they flew in from Texas and just to come and minister to the ladies and the men and um, they ministered and then they prayed for each one of the students and uh, she came and prayed for uh, Brother Cain here. And uh, the deal is, is that, you know, I, I pray for discernment. I want to know when, you know, I pray for these students every day and, and each person on an individual basis. And uh, when you do something a long time, you learn and you, different people come into the programs and you can almost uh, tell if they're, sometimes that they're really going to make it they're really going to do good if they're really serious uh, or if you can see if God's hand is upon their life that God has a specific purpose for each for different individuals and uh, you know I, I've known since Brother Cain came into the program uh, which Brother Cain I'll let him share his testimony but came right out of jail into the program Matter of fact, for him to even be here today, we had to get a travels permit from his probation officer to give him permission to travel from Alabama to West Virginia. So that gives you a little idea of the extensiveness of his life and the things that he's been and the, uh, where he's been and where he is now. And uh, But this lady began to pray for him. She began to speak a word over his life that, you know, she senses and she sees that God has a pastor's anointing on your life. And began to pre and pray that over Brother Cain's life. And and I, you know, it, you know that sometimes when a student's come in, I knew that God's hand is on his life, that he has a specific purpose for his life, and that God's anointing is on his life and his hand is on him to be used by God once he gets to the place where he's ready. Okay, first the foundation has got to be built. Okay, a foundation in God's word has to be solid in your life. Okay, it can't be a foundation that the winds blow and the storms come and it blows your house away. You can't build your house upon the sand. You got to build your house upon a solid foundation. And so that's what God's going to do in Brother Cain's life as he's going through true hope. And he's had some battles. And uh, if you're around me long enough and you, you get to know me a little bit, you're going to find out that I'm a very patient person. I've learned patience over the years because when you're dealing with, with people who are coming out of addiction, you have to have patience. Now, yeah, there are some hard times, some times that we have to make those hard decisions where you got to make a decision of whether a student's going to be able to stay or go, okay, because not only do we have the individuals to look at and to take care of, we also have everybody else. And so you have to keep that in mind. you you got to, you know... Uh, when you're a pastor and you're pastoring somebody or you're, you know, you're discipling somebody, you've got to take, you got to look at everybody, not just always that one individual. So there are times where we have to make those decisions. Do I like those decisions? No. Those are not fun decisions to make. But, uh, and I'm sharing this because Brother Cain has had some battles and he's had to uh, fight through some anger and some different issues in his life. And, uh, but God has his hand on your life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're willing to work through these things because, you know, sometimes discipleship, ladies and gentlemen, is not pretty. 
Okay, you got to roll your sleeves up. You got to get the shovel out and dig the holes and get the footings dug. And you got to, because before you build a foundation, you got to dig footings. You got to get down in the mud and mire. You got to get the pick out. You got to dig out the hole. You got to get things. You know, it's not pretty. It's not fun. It's work. You know, and you got to get your hands dirty. If you're ever a hard worker, you, you, you come home some days and your fingers are full of grease or full of dirt. But I'm willing to get down to wherever God wants me to get down in to with these people to help them out of the pit. Okay. And I just feel like I need to share, but share a little bit what God's done in your life. Well, uh, I, I knew Jesus from a young age. Uh, I was, I was baptized, but I went to a church for, for really all the wrong reasons. I went, they had a skateboard park, and uh, it was my early teens, and anyways, but Jesus, there was a voice in my head that kept telling me to get baptized, so I, I got baptized in, and, and uh, well, I just, I, I had friends that just weren't living that life that I should have been with, uh, around, wrong, wrong, blah, around the wrong crowd, excuse me, Mike, uh, today, today. Uh, I just want to say a prayer. Father, we just come to you, Father, and I thank you, Father, for everything that you've done in my life, Lord. Father, I just pray that you give me the words right now, Lord, to use that I cannot seem to get to them right now, Father. And Father, I thank you, and you get all the honor, the glory, and the praise, Lord. Father, amen. And, uh, well, uh, <clears throat> anyways, I was baptized. I ran from it. Couldn't, I just couldn't get right. And uh, I started going to jail and stuff. I went to prison at a, a young age. I, uh, I got out of prison. Well, when I was in prison, uh, halfway through, I went to the chapel. Something that voice was in my head again. I went to the chapel, and it was just—it was—it was just amazing. Just God's presence was in there, and you, you wouldn't think somewhere like that. He, you know, the way I was thinking, I didn't think he'd be there, but he was there, and he showed up and showed out. And uh, but see, the thing is, I fell far from renewing my mind, because once you're reborn, you have to renew your mind to the truth. And uh, well, I got out, and just. I went, I slowly slipped to the same slippery slopes of sin, uh, sin. and uh, well, I, I got hit, I got in a bad wreck and got hit by a truck on a motorcycle, and I was in the hospital, and I had a church come pray for me, and like it kind of put me, it put it in my head, like he, he, you know, he's, he's still there, he still loves you, he still cares, even when you run from him, he's, he's running behind you to catch you, and uh, I just, uh, I, and then I, something happened, and I, uh, I went back to jail, and anyways, uh, my son, my son's mom, uh, she passed away while I was in there, <clears throat> and uh, I said, I don't want to live that life. I don't want my, uh, my son to have to live without a father and a mother. I don't want, <clears throat> I wanted to change more for me, for him, and uh well, uh, God worked through my mom, and uh, he set it up to where all I had to do was say yes. And I came to True Hope, and it's just, it's, it's been awesome. This presence, is, it's just, it's amazing. I feel a strong anointing on my life, praise the Lord. And I just, I give all the glory to him. And I, I know I got a, a long journey ahead, but it's going to be great with him uh, along my side. I thank y'all for the time. Praise God.
Before we finish up here, I just want to um, share a couple things. Out before here, there's a table. Stop by and see the people at the table. All the merchandise and stuff up there is for sale, but that's how we raise funds for the ministry, support True Hope Ministries. But more, most of all, I want you who work a full-time job, who are around, around a lot of people during the week, I want you to grab, I want to make sure we have a Hope tickets out on the table. Uh, when we fundraise, we hand out these Hope tickets on the front. Of course, it says True Hope Ministries on the back. As a saying, it has a number and a website for people to call. Because you don't never know who you're going to run across that may need True Hope Ministries. Who are bound by addiction. Who need to be helped. And this right here, and I don't want you to just grab them and just pass them out. I want you to pray over them. Because we, I pray over these cards every week. And when they go out, that they're anointed by the power of God's presence. And it's just a sign of contact for people that need help. They may walk across one of our fundraising tables or wherever they may get a hope ticket. Um, funny thing is, we had a young man who was walking across the parking lot of, of uh, Walmart one day. The ticket, one of the hope tickets, flew up and hit him in the foot. He goes, oh, he picks it up. Needed help. He called the number on the back, came into the program. Unfortunately, everybody who comes into the program is not always ready to get saved, get their lives changed. He stayed a few days and unfortunately left. But how he found out is one of through these hope tickets, just in a parking lot, flew up and touched him. So I want you to, as you leave, grab some of these hope tickets. If you don't do anything else today, or if you don't stop by and buy anything, that's fine, but grab some hope tickets and keep them with you keep them in your car even our staff we keep hope tickets on us because we never know who we're going to run across or come in contact with so please pick some of these up before you leave today and there's also a brochure out there you can pick those up if you want to but we're going to close here and the ladies can go ahead and sit down gentlemen y'all can go and sit down been asked the question on several occasions, you know, why do you do what you do? Why have you spent the last 30-something years working in a ministry like True Hope? Well, when my mother and my father were when my mother was pregnant with me, you know, I don't know what they were going through at the time, and, and it really doesn't matter. They would, just couldn't take it. And so they were on their way to the abortion clinic to abort me. And thank God for praying people. Thank God for people who God uses to stand in the gap, who gets in the middle of everything and intercedes and says, you know, and and so my aunt went to my mother and her sister and said and pleaded with her and begged her and my father not to go and not to abort me. But they were on their way. 
And whether they just didn't want me or whether they just couldn't handle the pressure of another child, I don't know. The Bible says that before we're formed in our mother's womb, God knows us. He's already planned out. He, always, he already has a purpose. He already has a, a something for a, a purpose for us to do. You know, God had a purpose for my life. And so he used somebody who would be bold enough to stand in the gap and to say, whoa, 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 wait a minute, don't do that. God's hand is on this child. You don't need to abort him. You don't need to get rid of him. He goes, I'll help you, whatever I need to do to help you, but don't abort this baby. So April 30th, 1963, at 6 a.m. in the morning, Gregory Kent Priest was born. At 18 months old, my father, he walks out of my life and leaves my mother me, my sister, and my brother. I've never seen him lie except at that moment when I was a baby. I never saw him from that moment on. I've never knew him except I've only seen him in pictures. I've only heard people talk about him. I've heard different things, but I've never known my father. My mother was a drug addict. My brothers and sisters Sisters were drug addicts. I've always wanted a father in my life. My mother remarried. My stepfather came into her life. Man, I was excited. Man, I get to have a daddy now. Do you know what? Addiction rips away everything. It will take the most successful business person in the world, has everything, all the money, all the success, everything that a person can even act, ask for, and addiction can come in the midst of it and destroy it and rob it, rob that person of everything. Everything. And it sucks the very life out of you. Destroyed my family. remember when before I came to that decision on that Friday evening of February 1987 after coming down off of cocaine and methamphetamines and my mind was so fried but one thing I do remember walking around those three hours is the Holy Spirit dealing with me why? Because somebody was standing in the gap. You know, why do I push this ticket today? It's because somebody in this room needs to be a person that's going to stand in the gap for somebody. He's going to be bold enough and strong enough to say, hey, here's something. This is, I'm going to help you. I will pray with you. I will walk with you through the fire. Whatever I need to do. But when I came to my senses on that February night, and I went to my home that I was raised in most of my life, and I sat down on that little red brick in front of my house as the Holy Spirit was dealing with me, and I came to a decision, I will do whatever you want me to do. I just need help. I'm tired of this life. 
Because see, the devil tried before I was even born to take my life. When I was a young man, he did everything he could to try to take my life. But God. And so I went into a program just like True Hope Ministries. It took me 16 months to get that pro- through that program because my mind was so fried from the drug addiction and from the drugs that I had taken. I couldn't even fill out my own application when I walked through the doors of that program because I was so messed up. I began to go through the program and my life began to be changed. I began to memorize and study this word. God renew- renewed my mind. He transformed my life. Therefore, if any man's a new creature, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. For God transformed my life and changed me. When I was going through the program, getting my life together, I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew I couldn't go back home to Memphis where I was born and raised. Dad, that was a bit stupid. Why well, put myself back in the pit? So I had to do something. The door opened, I went back to work for the same program I went through. Five years later, I met my wife. Raised in a church home. Her her dad was a Assembly of God pastor, raised in a Christian home, raised in a solid home. Yet God brought us together. Why did he bring us together? Because he brought us together to rescue people. I'm a rescuer. Why? Because somebody stood up and stood in the gap and prayed and interceded and said, no devil, you can't have him. He's God's property. I'm gonna, he's going to be used by God. He's anointed by God to, to preach the gospel, to see lives transformed, and to rescue people. I ain't afraid of Miss Fran to go anywhere to get somebody. God calls me to do it, I'm going to go. Why did not my mother, why didn't my mother didn't abort me? It's because God's hand was on my life. And my wife, Rebecca's life. I don't know why, but and she might not like this, but I need you to come up here and stand with me, please. See, this is my my best friend, other than Jesus. Jesus is first in our lives, no matter what. But this is my best friend. This is my, my everything on this earth. And trust me, you put up with me, live with me, you got some, you know, 
I, I'm not always the prettiest and the best thing to work around. But we're called to rescue people. And I couldn't do it without her. And he's called us to this state. And, you know, I don't know what God has in store for True Hope Ministries in West Virginia and Alabama and South Carolina or wherever else he calls us to go. If he calls us to go to Arkansas or if he calls us to go to, to the furthest state in the Northwest, whatever. If God speaks, we do. We go. We're obedient. We want to do what God wants us to do. But as a church, in One Life Church here in Western Hurricane, West Virginia, we need your prayers. We need you to stand in the gap with us. We need you to pray for us. Support this ministry. Get behind it because we're here to rescue people. We're here to help people. We're here to make a difference in this state. We're here Amen. to knock yeah. down yeah. the overdose rate in this That's state. Right. That's right. That's right. I love you, Lord. I want you to stand with me this morning. If you're here today, whether it's a family member or whether it's a friend or whether it's a friend of a friend of a friend, it don't matter. And you are here. You know these people. You know that they are bound by addiction or they've been touched by addiction. You know that there's somewhere, somebody in your life that you know about, whether it's a coworker, whether it's a friend or whatever. Or a family member and you know that there's people that are in addiction I want you to step out of your seat and come down into this front and I want you to stand here this morning in the gap 